and welcome to another episode of Jeff Brazier, Only Human. This podcast is all about saying out loud what we're finding tough right now and sharing advice and tips on the things that are helping, removing the pressures that we put on ourselves and taking every day one step at a time. So now that the clocks have gone back, we've grabbed an extra hour. It's lighter earlier. And for me, it makes a difference. I don't know about you. Does it make a difference in your morning routine? Do you even have a morning routine? I guess if you're working from home, does that change the way that you would go about your morning routine as well? Obviously, you can sleep longer, I'm guessing. You can leave it slightly later. You might not necessarily make as much of an effort um, to be as presentable for your Zoom calls as you would be for um, a day in the office. Definitely don't have to put your shoes on. When I have a morning routine, I feel like my day goes so much better as a result of having it. But my morning routine over the last couple of, I'd say, probably month or so, I found myself sleeping in. It's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's really hard, isn't it? It's hard to, to get up, get yourself out of bed and get yourself out and about to do something that's nowhere near as as cosy and comfortable and alluring as as just laying in your your nice warm uh, bed. But yeah, as I say, the clocks have gone back, so I've seen it as an opportunity. I've seen it as an opportunity to say you've fallen off of a few of your good habits and you want to integrate them back into your day. Well, this is how you're going to do it. So today I, I've got two things and my morning routine needs to needs to be fixed or it needs to exist. Um, and secondly, connectedness. So what do I mean by connectedness? Um, I mean that I think that we benefit from being in constant contact ultimately with those that, that we love and care about. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't have to be that you ring everyone in your life on a daily basis that's unrealistic but for all of us we have a we probably have a a a kind of understanding between those relationships as to how often you want to see each other socially how often you want to speak to each other um on the phone or just communicate generally my ability to stay connected with people is so much more of a conscious battle than I ever remember it actually being to the extent where sometimes I find it really hard to ring people and I've no idea whether it's like there are elements of guilt over the fact that um, I let my relationships drift with people or whether there's a, a, a bit of an insecurity knocking around around you know it slipped away and I won't I, I won't be able to bring it back. And look, I, the reason I'm bringing up connectedness is not just to, again, spout off one of my own vulnerabilities and, uh, and issues, but also I think that we need our connections and our friendships and, and our family to be closer than, than ever um, with what we've experienced over the last 18 months and what we're heading into. I mean, I'm not really um, reinventing the wheel here. I think that's quite quite obvious to, to a lot of us probably, but I just wanted to... Uh, you know, let me ask you, like, how are you doing with your relationships? How much fuel are you putting into them? Do you feel like you've drifted from people because of the, I guess, the isolation that the last 18 months has created? Relationships are like rockets, aren't they? And um, they'll only go as far as you fuel them. I suppose I could have just said cars. It doesn't have to be as fancy as a rocket. But how do we reconnect? This is what I've recognised. I... I want to be more connected to my friends. Um, I have the space, the time to, to do that now. But for whatever reason, there is a handbrake. <laughs> uh, 
And does it apply to all friends? I think it does. I just think it does. It's it's definitely not not them. It's it's me. It doesn't matter whether they call me every day or not. I again realise that this something we learn when we're teenagers and we're quite needy of our friends is that um, you know people won't just call you um, out of nowhere. You have to obviously give them the reason to um, to give you a call. And um, sometimes it's because we've created a habit. Uh, at the moment, I have no real communicational habits with anyone other than my children and my wife. Um, I've got loads of friends, by the way. I've got the best friends. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely need to learn why the hand breaks up and to learn how to just ease it down a little bit. That said, you know, I, I, I spoke to a few friends when I was on a long journey up north um, very recently and, and checked in. That feels really good. And what I also, just in case anybody you know does identify with this, what I um, recognise at all times is that once I've spoke to one person, it's almost like the seal has been broken and um, then I'm ready to speak to literally everybody in my phone book. Um, so it really is about that initial fear of, I don't know what, is it rejection? It's not that I, I'm worried that they won't answer the phone because it, it just isn't that. I really don't mind if I have to leave a voice message. Yeah, I, I, I've no idea. I've absolutely no idea why something that comes so naturally to so many and certainly used to come very naturally to me uh, has all of a sudden become a bit of a bit of an issue, a bit of a mountain. But I'm not just going to leave you with that thought. I'm obviously, as a coach, then going to tell you what I did to help myself. So I've always got a little strategy. There's always a little plan. So what I did, and forgive me for this because you'll think, oh, really? Um, But I wrote down all of my family members and friends that I want to stay in touch with on a regular basis. And then what I did is divided them by seven, which gave me groups of eight or nine. And then I allocated um, a mixture of family and friends to each day of the week. So Monday through to Sunday, I have a list of eight people that I'm going to contact. And it might be that that I ring them sometimes. It might be that I just message them, say hi, just checking in, just seeing how you are. Um, Or it might be that you send them something funny or, you know, obviously whatever you want that communication to be. But maybe that list is, is what you need. Um, you might have more people, you might have less. Um, it's not a competition on the numbers front. It's more just about every day when you sit down, can you glance at something that reminds you that you've just got to build into hopefully your time boxing and all the things that you're doing that day, communicating with X amount of people in whichever way you see fit. And that that is going to get it done, isn't it? Then every week you'll have completed a cycle of communicating with everybody that you care about and love and that'll feel great won't it and also when we communicate with people you know we learn things and we make plans and I think that actually it probably goes a long way to shaping what the next week looks like or the week after that so we know that there are a lot of benefits to just knowing that we've spoken to our friends but actually I think it goes way deeper than that as well I think that if we're talking about feeling like this is a really valuable time right now where we're not in restrictions, so really we should be making the most of it just in case we do have a sense that, well, you know, it's going to be a rough winter, then, you know, using that technique to communicate with your friends on a daily basis, that's probably going to be really important for us, isn't it?
This first question is from Sally. She says that she finds the winter particularly hard, especially if she likes to get up early and walk five miles before the school run. She's looking for the positives and motivation, uh, especially with such dark mornings. What I would say is, is it's not about looking for motivation at that time because I don't think it's natural for us to feel something that looks and feels like motivation. Um, I think that it's it's really normal for us to actually have to have a bit of a battle. Um, and again, in order to make that battle in the morning um, as easily won as it can be, we would definitely have our phone plugged in um, as as far away from the bed as we can. If it's close to your bed, then you know what you're going to do. You're going to snooze it. Um, so I know that one works because once you're on your feet, and especially if you can plug it in actually next to your bathroom door, because then you're going to walk into your bathroom and you are going to jump in that shower, aren't you? So uh, that then signals that you're up. I've shared this before. I'll share it again. Get your teeth cleaned as soon as you can. I uh, don't know why, but there's something about what cleaning your teeth as an act does to the to the mind. And that is like to almost say to it, right, you're up. You've cleaned your teeth. So there's no way you're going back to bed now. Um, and also the other the other thing that I've found really helps at times when I have been able to spring out of bed and um, and stay up is that I would have my clothes laid out so that you you'd literally you know have to trip over it to to not be able to just sling it on and then you'll be dressed you've you've washed you've cleaned your teeth you're up yeah and then at, at that point you're about and you're that much more likely to then go into whatever that next habit is that you're looking to to do you know it's i think we sometimes we should really pay attention as well to the to the habits that exist that we can stack others onto and and actually you know what do you do when you walk out the bedroom having successfully got out of bed i think it's good to just observe what those what those little patterns are because if they work then we should try and replicate them Sometimes we don't we don't recognise the detail and we think that it's it's just about winning that battle with ourselves. But actually, there are a lot of things that probably go into whether that battle is won or whether it's lost. Uh, I've already obviously mentioned you know the the, the phone not being too close to the bed and um, laying your clothes out and brushing your teeth. But actually, beyond that, um, outside of the room. Uh, it's not definite then I'm trying to relate this to my own experiences that is that sometimes I don't then go into exercising straight away um sometimes I get sucked into sitting at my desk and it, it's like it's 10 past five uh but I'll sit at my desk and I'll tell myself that um you know doing some research for the football game that I'll be doing next for BT I'll do that first and uh and actually that would be the only sort of negative that would be the only thing because I don't want to go straight into work those two hours I want to protect they're for my self-development just as much as you know the the morning routine that you're describing Sally that that is for you as well so is it that we put our running trainers like just at the bottom of the stairs that we put them on our feet you see what I mean those little additional efforts that we can make that eliminate the chances of us not doing what it is that we're setting out to do because I, I honestly just in, in those early hours especially when it's dark it still will be dark there are lots of ways that it can go wrong there are lots of ways that it cannot happen there are lots of reasons why we can go back straight to bed there are lots of reasons why we might get as far as being downstairs but actually get sucked into doing the wrong things 
when actually it pays to get the hard stuff done as soon as possible because once they're done you're feeling great I've experienced it many times you feel on top of the world there's no way that your day can get the better of you so uh, unless you are super motivated you're training for an event or you are a runner <laughs> or, or something to that extent then then I think you have to work really hard at making sure that you can achieve what it is that you set out to achieve. Um, and I know, again, just bringing it round to what I mentioned last week about time boxing, it's really important as well because I know that I can be a real servant to the to the list, if you like. So if I've stipulated that I'm walking out the door and I'm going for a, a walk for 20 minutes and that whilst on that walk, I'm going to sit down on a bench and I'm going to meditate, then because I've written it down, again, that can be the difference between me doing it or not. And when I don't time box it, then all of a sudden I've, I've left myself with too many different routes that I could take and my brain will naturally select, as, I, as I'm sure most people's would, the easiest thing, the most comfortable thing, as opposed to what the best order for these things to go in would be. And it's always to get the hardest thing done first, isn't it? This next question comes from Melissa. She says, the prospect of one of us becoming unwell and having to isolate means I'm constantly on high alert. I'm trying to work out my options when it comes to juggling work, childcare, my husband's busy work schedule. Now he's traveling again. I think the lockdown has taken its toll on everyone and there was no real time to recover. So is it hard to find the motivation to ignite a new routine? In order to start a new routine, really what it, I think, requires is maybe to sit down and talk to the people that you live with, say that you, you want to make a fresh start in the morning and that you want to introduce some new things that are going to be really difficult in the early stages because they require quite radical changes. It might be changes to your sleep pattern, your bedtime, your, the time you get up, uh, the things that you do and in what order, and obviously these things impact on the people that you live with as well, but... What you might be surprised at is that the people that you live with uh, might be really uh, open to trying new things as well. Um, and as a result, I always think that, firstly, the reason why I would say share it is because it breeds a sense of uh, accountability. When we say that we're going to do something um, and we say it out loud as opposed to just sharing it within our own mind, I think there is far more chance of it actually happening, especially if we're someone that's quite proud uh, you know, we feel like, right, I've done it now. I've made a pact with the family to do something and you don't want to be that person that lets anyone down. So that that is always a really good place to start when it comes to instigating change and a new routine. Um, then I would say if you can also make it potentially into a game as well and you can sort of challenge people that you live with. Um, right, I'm getting up earlier. Whoever gets up with me gets some X for breakfast or you know, gets a sweet for after school, whatever example that you would come up with. So again, what we're using is ways of motivating everybody else, incentivizing, um, which gives your plan and your need far greater chance of, of actually seeing light of day. So the mistake we make a lot of the time is that we keep our wants and our desires to ourselves, And as a result, you know, we, we only ever really know whether we've failed or whether we've achieved what, what we set out to do. And you could say, well, there's a safety in that. But that's the problem is that it's too safe, too easy. It's too easy to renege on, isn't it? It's too easy to not follow through. 
So the best thing to do is to share it and be a little bit brave and to incentivize people and to make a competition out of it or um, to to set a reward where if you do it, you know, and you can say this to everybody in the house, if you, if you do it for five days um, running, then you all get a treat, which might be a trip to the cinema or it might be uh, that you get to go to your favorite restaurant together as a family. Uh, then all of a sudden, there are layers upon layers of, um, of motivation for not just you, but for others to get across the line in terms of hitting whatever those targets are. I don't know about you guys, but right now I feel like I'm almost up against time. It, it is that sense of um, feeling like something's coming without necessarily knowing what it is, when it is, and what it what it will present itself as. So all of a sudden I feel like, no, right, we need to we need to go out on Saturday night. We need to um get those people together to go for a meal. We need to stay connected. Um I need to call these people. I need to I need to ask them how they are, where they're at, how everything's going. Um, you know, it's almost like it's motivating me. Um motivation can come from different places sometimes sometimes good sometimes less so it's either something that you want to achieve or something that you you want to avoid and uh i would say that it's it's an avoidance thing and i want to avoid wasting time i've always been big on that anyway but do you ever experience the feeling of discontent based on a feeling that you're not doing enough now is time to Get and see people, get and do things. Go to the theatre, uh, go to the cinema, just, you know, just, just go out and do. My gut instinct right now is telling me to really appreciate the opportunities that we have now to go and be social. So I'm not forcing you, you all to go out. <laughs> so you only do what you're comfortable with. But I just thought I'd share something that I was feeling because it might be relevant to you. We've had a suggestion or a tip from Martin on what helps him when it comes to dealing with the uh, the cold weather and dark nights. His tip is, with the cold weather and dark skies, it's the perfect time of year to learn something new. I'll be learning how to photograph galaxies. Excellent. Do you know what, again, like, I wonder whether a lot of people are actually thinking outside the box and, and outside their normal routine or their normal interests. I, think, I wonder whether that is is almost like a, an admission of of what I said about feeling like time is precious at the moment, and that we need to um, we need to be a little bit more honest with ourselves about the ambitions that we've got, the things that we're interested in, and how actually now might really be the time for us to start exploring what these things are and how good they can be for us. Because that that is exactly what that sounds like. But you know, if it's something that, that makes you happy, it's definitely the right time of year for it, isn't it? Yeah, I love the star. Who doesn't love looking up at the stars when there's a blanket of stars? Even even better, really, just sleeping outdoors when when it's a really clear night and all you can see is stars above your head. And it just, yeah, it just gives you a real sense of scale and just how, how small we are and how it makes your, your issues feel a lot smaller as well when you just sort of look up and realise that you're just literally a tiny little speck uh, in the grand scheme of it. But um, enjoy that. And, and again, I'm going to ask everybody else, what... What if if you are finding you're waking up to the realisation that time is precious, maybe more precious than we've ever really 
giving it credit for, what sort of things are you going to do with your time? This next message comes from Claire. She says that she has a weekly routine of keeping in contact with her friends. Uh, And she says the key thing with that is that they always make plans for weekend adventures. Yeah, again, you've preempted really what I'd already said about connectedness and having my lists of which friends to contact on which day. You know, some people, and I recognise this in my wife as well, she prioritises her social time more so than I ever have done. And it's something I've always admired. Like, she sees all her friends, she speaks to all of, of, of her friends. Like, she doesn't have the issue that I've got um, with with keeping up with everybody, that's for sure. Yeah, so I admire the fact that you not just uh, plan for connectedness, but you also plan for adventure as well. And actually, I think that's a an addition to what I was saying for me it's just good to be connected but actually you know we should be having adventures as well shouldn't we so thank you for 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 suggesting that or for sharing that really you didn't make any suggestions as such but I definitely caught that one that landed right where it needed to for me so connectedness is one thing am I planning for adventures and also to make memories I think that's vital. And that's another thing that's been going through my mind that I didn't say earlier, really, is that making memories. How important is that? It's always important. It's always been important. What memories are we making at the moment? So here's my takeaways from today's episode. So morning routine. um, I think it's the difference between having a good day or a great day. Um, I know that when my morning routines have been there that I feel uh, just 10 times better and lighter and more positive and more fulfilled and more satisfied than I would do otherwise. So um, I really would love to hear about your morning routine, what you're challenging yourself to do and how you're challenging yourself to do it. Secondly, connectedness is really, really important as well. I've obviously told you about my ways to um, make sure that I'm developing those relationships that I let um, that I let drift and sort of idle for so many years. People that I really love and care about and that I know will always be in my life. But I want to make sure that I'm as close to them now as I can be because I know that we're heading into uncertain times. And so as a result, I want to make sure that they know where I am. I know where they are and that I can help them if they if, if they need any help or that we can just make each other feel better by at least knowing that someone has listened to, to, to whatever the other one is going through. I know that's the basic premise of friendships and you know obviously how they work. Uh, but as I say, for me, it's a real focus. And then lastly, time. Time's always been precious. That's never changed, but the perspective does, doesn't it? My perspective at the minute is that because I don't know what the future holds, all of a sudden the here and now becomes even more valuable. So I know that we're in this really precious transition of time where we've been in restrictions previously and it's possible that we might head back into restrictions. So right now when we can go and do anything that we want with whoever we want to do it with, it makes sense for us to go on those adventures and make those memories. And that's that. That's all I can think about on a daily basis really is, is how I want to make the most of my time, embrace the time that I've got and not waste any of it. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of Only Human. If you like what you've heard, you can hear more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
the Absolute Radio app or wherever you get yours. And remember, please rate and review the show. If you'd like more support or advice, please go to absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash time to listen for details of some amazing organisations we work with who can help. Thanks to the team at TBI Media for their help again with the production of this wonderful podcast.